Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I am super excited today to bring a returning guest and not just a guest, but a good friend. Um, Jess is here today and we actually met, uh, I don't know, probably two years ago, two and a half years ago in Chris Harder's mastermind. And we've just become great friends since then. Her and her husband, Mike, are just the best people in the world. And if you're a ongoing listener, you probably remember a previous episode with Jess that we brought her on and talked about just building courses and frameworks around teaching and all that stuff. I wanted to bring Jess back on because there's been so much conversation and I've been involved in so many uh, conversations where people are just like looking to take their skill set to the next level and people want to know how to, you know, take their their gift and really just share it with the world. And Jess has built such an amazing team and such an amazing process that I really just wanted to bring her back on and make sure that our audience understands and knows the tools that are available to them. So Jess, thanks for being on. Mike, I'm super grateful. And it's such an honor to be not just a guest once, but twice. Yeah, rare. Um, no pressure. <laughs> you know what's you know what's even cooler is that you actually have like really amazing Wi-Fi now and you're not out on the road. And um, <laughs> you know, we can just I actually never even oh, listen. So you remember that. <laughs> I do, I do remember that. And I I don't I didn't I don't listen to most of my episodes, so I didn't listen to it, but It'll be nice to not have to cut anything out because we have good Wi-Fi. So that's right. That's right. So if you're listening right now and you're confused, my husband and I actually lived in an RV for 14 months and traveled the country. We did 26 states. And the first episode that Mike and I recorded together, we were in, I don't know, probably Montana or something. And we had less than subpar Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I, Karen, I really felt your pain and I was, uh, I completely understand it because, you know, you just never, and literally 10 minutes before you record your Wi-Fi can be amazing. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just goes to crap. So, um, yeah. but you know, that's part of what I love about your story too, is the way that you guys, and let's just take maybe a couple minutes just to refresh. Cause again, sure. we don't know who's listening, but I love your and Mike's story because both of you kind of came out of, you know, the traditional jobs and, and had these jobs and, and then you kind of, you know, found your path to freedom, which is, you know, you're on the investing for freedom podcast. And that's really what I think most of my audience is looking for. And you found it by doing what you now teach people to do. And I just love the story. Mike has since quit and came on board. And so let's just take a yeah. few minutes and do some of the backstory. Yes. Yeah, so I'm Jess Laser DeRose and I'm a business coach and business consultant, business mentor, whatever you want to call it. I help people build businesses. We focus mostly in the digital space, but we have helped people, of course, with brick and mortars or physical products. Uh, my superpower would definitely be helping people create courses, uh, programs, frameworks, and sort of coaching platforms. And the reason that I think that is true is because I was actually a teacher. So my past life, I've had many of them, but I worked as an elementary school teacher for eight years. Back in 2012, I started my own online business while I was a teacher. I was also a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor. And so what I used to call my cute side hustle, which really was, I mean, it was bringing in like $300 a month on a good month. It was definitely not anything big, nothing I could quit my job over, but it was sort of a cute little side hustle. And I started that in 2012 through email 
I was emailing people workout programs. They were mailing me checks in the actual mail, $79 a month. They would mail me a check. Uh, then I sort of got into eBooks and paid Facebook groups, hosting challenges, running events. And again, I was a teacher the whole time, but in 2017, I decided to leave my teaching job to kind of go all in on this crazy, stupid idea that I had, which I had no idea what it was going to turn into. And what ended up happening next was I scaled the cute side hustle to a multiple seven figure business in under 18 months. We've gone on to employ now, you know, we have 13 on the team. We've helped thousands of clients. Those clients have generated over 11 million in revenue. We were able to build a school in Ghana, Africa, create 9 millionaires. I mean, the list goes on. It's really incredible, but it makes no sense. I never planned on being here. I've never taken a formal business class in my life. I went to school for my doctorate of physical therapy. So you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back, right? And that's Steve Jobs. Yeah. And you, Mike has recently joined you too. I don't, you, you might've touched on that, but it's super crazy because Mike had this, you know, crazy career and I just love the life of freedom and, you know, being able to design your life and the way you guys have done that. So touch on that just a little bit. Yes. So it was the summer of 2020. We were living in Manhattan, New York city in a high rise. And Mike, like many people started to work a bit more remote with his job in corporate with everything going on. And we sort of got a taste of what it would be like if we didn't live in New York city. Uh, we were actually down in North Carolina, staying with my brother for about six weeks and got the mountain life, you know, air. And we started to play with, well, what would it look like if you didn't go back to your corporate job? And could we do it? Are we there yet? Because in our minds, we always thought when my business is doing 5 million a year, or when we have 10 million in the bank, then we could, you know, dance around the idea of him leaving. But the reality is when we sat down and figured out the numbers and also figured out that I was in the process of hiring someone to do exactly what he did in corporate. Well, what would it look like if we brought him in? So in uh, the summer of 2020, he left his corporate job after 12 years and he came into the business with me and the team. And it's been a really, really, really incredible ride and a lot of growth for us individually and as a couple and then as business owners together. You know, I love that question. Uh, and I was sitting there, as you said it, you guys started playing with the idea of you know, what would it look like if you didn't go back to work? Or, you know, I'm just thinking about my audience, which is probably, I, I don't want to narrow it down too much, but I'm really thinking of two groups of people right now. Like, what would it look like if you're like the type of individual that loves to mentor people? And, mm -hmm. and, and that was where I found myself for years. I loved the one-on-one -on -one mentoring. I had to be really careful, like bringing employees into my office <laughs> because two hours later, they would not be working. And my dispatchers would be pissed at me because I'd be just mentoring my employees. And sure. so you know, what, what would it look like, if rather than mentoring, you know, one person at a time, you could really truly take your gift and work with someone like Jess and, and figure out how to turn that into a course or something that you could, you know, scale at a mass level or and I'm also thinking about and I just love the question, what would it look like if, you know, just like Mike and, and you, you're, you're employed right now, but you know, you have so much more and and it doesn't mean you even have to quit your job. I've actually been having this conversation a lot lately. Mm -hmm. So many people hear, you know, my podcast and my guests and they automatically feel like they have to quit. And I've been asked the question, so like, what if I love my job? Well, that's great. But it doesn't mean that you still can't like, you know, participate in something like what you're building and share your gift with the world at scale. And so I love the question, you know, what if? And, yeah. and so I guess let's just let's riff on that a little bit. What if? Well, it's interesting because I think the what if question is so big, it's actually scary because a lot of people can't imagine they can't visualize they don't know what if so that question could feel really daunting. So I'll, I'll give you another question. And I love that we play the what if game all the time. But here's another question. And this is actually the question 
that catapulted me to quitting my job. So it was October of 2016, right before I quit my job, I was driving to work as a teacher and I was listening to a podcast and this man was interviewing this woman and she was a teacher and she sold jewelry on Etsy as a cute side hustle. Now I didn't get into it today, but that was another one of my past lives was in fashion and I had a jewelry line. So I'm really perked up listening to this podcast. Like I'm a teacher, I sell stuff. And so he said to her, if you quit your teaching job and you went all in on the jewelry, and the what like it didn't work out. What would be the worst case scenario? Mm. So she said, "Well, I would just go back to teaching. I might have to go to a different district, but I could go back to teaching." So he said, "How does it feel to wake up every day and live in your worst case scenario?" And so at that moment, October 2016, I pulled the car over on the highway. I was crying. I texted Mike. I said, I "Can't do this anymore." And that's when we first started playing the what if game. Mm. Well, what if we? What if I did quit? What if we did only have your salary to live off of? How long could we live off of it? How long could we stretch it? What would it look like? What if I had to go get a different J-O-B, right? That I thought that I was beyond or better than or whatever that might be. So it was really a lot of ego for me. But it was that year, that school year that I actually left. That was my last school year. And so for the person who's saying, well, I don't even know what this could look like. Mm -hmm. You could ask yourself if you gave it a shot, whether it was full-time or just part-time because maybe you love your job. What's the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. No No one buys it. You... What, what, like, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? It's not that bad. No, you know, and I've talked to so many people and I have my own version of this story. I don't know if we got into this last time, but I remember when I was 24 years old and I'm working out of town and I'm working a hundred plus hours a week and, you know, Kara already has our two young boys and she's pregnant with our third child, our daughter. And I'm literally working out of town a hundred hours a week. And I'd come home Sunday night. I'd throw my clothes in the wash, have a cold dinner because it was late, not because Kara doesn't cook warm dinners. (laughs) Um, and, and I'd literally, you know, jump in my truck at 3am the next morning, go pick all the guys up and head back out of town. And I remember, so that was 23, 24 years old. I remember, you know, talking with my business partner about, you know, Hey, we should quit and we should start our own business. And I remember the fear in that, you know, and, um, there, it is scary. It's always scary. And, you know, like you said, connecting the dots backwards, it's easy. And it always sounds like, yeah, we just were brave. And, but it was scary. It was really scary. And I just remember having a conversation with Kara. She's like, you feel good about this? I'm like, yeah, do you? And she's like, yeah. And we had the worst case, like, what's the worst case scenario conversation? And I'm like, the worst case scenario, I'm a really good supervisor. I'm a really good plumber. Like I'm, I'm 24 years old and I'm running a crew of 16 guys doing a $3 million job. My worst case scenario is I have to go back to work for the the place that I'm currently working or one of my competitors. That is the worst case scenario. And so to your point, I was already living my worst case scenario. Yeah. And your worst case scenario might not be bad. Like I had a seven minute commute to work. We lived in a beautiful home that we were, you know, house poor, paycheck to paycheck. And I had a great, I worked in a great school district. It was, it was not my worst case scenario, but it wasn't my best case scenario. And for me, that was sort of that light bulb moment. So for the person who's listening right now, I think another thing that comes up for people is the overwhelm of, well, I don't even know what I would do, or I have nothing to teach, or I don't know what I would even share. And so there are, of course, exercises that you could take yourself through to figure out sort of what are you an expert in? And oh, by the way, we have three different types of experts, which we are all of them, but you are an expert in your own right. There's something that you do or know, or that you've just lived through, you know, you have a lived experience, a unique perspective that other people don't. And the end of the day, you can share that with people. You can teach that to people. You can guide people through their own transformation. And this has nothing to do with certifications or more schooling or readiness, 
ready is an illusion. It doesn't exist, right? Readiness comes from confidence and confidence comes from taking action. So there are things within you, each of you that you have in your toolbox already that you could be sharing with the world. There are the craziest courses out there. I mean, there are just the most bizarre. Mike and I are in a mastermind this year. And one of the men in there is doing multiple seven figures on puppeteering. Global. He's teaching people puppet stuff. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. There's a niche for everything. Well, it's so crazy because even then again, we talked about this on the last episode, but I'm thinking about my son, Dylan, who -hmm. took your course. And then he went on, you know, started doing live Zoom coaching. He's a wake surfer, right? Most people would never think about wake surfing as a course, but he launched his course finally last year. And I mean, he killed it. I think it was, you know, $35,000 launch or something for you know, a 21 year old kid, and he's going to do that every quarter. And, and then it's set too. And I would have never thought of building a virtual online course for wake surfing, but they're eating it up. They love it. Yeah. And And he had, he had resistance at first mm -hmm. because it's virtual and it's like, well, how am I supposed to teach people? Or it's not the same experience. We're not in the water together. Right. And which is true. That is a valid point but it doesn't mean you can't still teach either mindset tricks or skills, or you can't break things down that people would want to know. I'm sure his audience, they're just eating up what type of board is he using? What type of boat is he using? How much gas does it take? Like there's so many things that again, he doesn't think about it as maybe content that people will purchase because to him, it's just intuitive to him. He's been doing it his whole life. And he doesn't even think about things like gas or the type of board or the type of rope or how, what's the skill. Cause he learned, he's learned so many years ago mm -hmm. that the gap has gotten really big between where he is now pro wake surfer, wakeboarder. And from where he started, how do you stand up? <laughs> like, how do you get over the frustration of falling on your face time and time again? Right. Yeah. So when you can have someone else help you zoom out and take that 30,000 foot view and really break down, there's so many pieces that you can be teaching. There's so many basics. There are so many steps that you've taken to get where you are, you just not, might not remember them. Yeah, because it was so long ago. And I'm even just thinking about watching Dylan when he first started, he devoured YouTube. But then he forgot how much he was actually learning virtually already, right? And there's what I'm thinking here in my mind too, and we've got to be really careful. Um, and you know, I'll say this to the audience, but to all of us, we have to be really careful with our, you know, preconceived or limiting ideas around this stuff. Because so even right now, in the HVAC world, which was my background, HVAC and plumbing, they've they've built an entire training platform for apprentices on Oculus. Oh, and yeah. so like you can stand in front of a virtual furnace and like fix things and you get That's graded. So cool. and, well, yeah. And back in the day when I learned, you know, I'd have to go, I'd work all day and then I'd have to go take classes at night for three hours and be away from my family and all of this stuff. And I'm just thinking if you can teach a plumber or an HVAC technician how to fix a furnace virtually, like how many other things can we do via virtual classes and, and online well, Isn't courses? that the first place we go? Yeah. Like if we, if, I mean, for us, anything, something breaks in the house, we want to figure something out. We're not sure about a recipe. It's like you immediately go to Google or YouTube. I go to YouTube all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the quickest, easiest thing to go to. And that's not even a full robust course. It's just like, give me the quick answer. Give me the quick answer. Right. So we can't deny that video content is also taking the world by storm right now. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you bring up the Oculus thing as well. I was recently on a podcast and they were asking me my opinions on the metaverse and digital education, because there's this opportunity that we have now, like you said, where 
come join my course. And for a $400 bump, I'll actually send you a pair of Oculus. Now you can be in the room with me or, you know, we do our testing through Oculus or whatever that might be. So it's really interesting. I, I wonder where this will be in two or three years and the conversation, what we'll be having as we're doing this podcast on Oculus together. Yeah, it, It'll be, it'll be great. Me and Mike can like put whatever body we want on ourselves and look, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's going to be the future of NFTs. You buy like your muscular body or your beach body or whatever. So anyway, I think he'd go for height. He'd definitely look for some I, height. I could probably use some height myself. So, uh, you know, you said another thing too, that I'm just really interested and curious about because there's so many people out there and I, I'm sure you deal with this all the time. I remember years ago, Karen, and I used to run a youth ministry and I learned so much about you know, just life and teaching. And I've said this forever, as we teach, we learn, right? And I think like moving through that, you were you were talking earlier about like some people might not even know, or they've been doing it for so long that they don't even realize the initial first steps. And I think that's so true. For me, if I'm not constantly moving in new areas, there's a twofold, I guess, comment to this, and then I'll turn it over to you. Number one, I need to be teaching in order to learn more. It forces me to study. It forces me to have conversations. It forces me to say things that are probably already in my subconscious, but I never really actually think about as we're teaching. But the other side of that too is the imposter syndrome side of it, right? Like you're, I, I can't tell you how many times I've taught or shared or said something where I think in our minds, we think that we have to be fully living it or fully understanding it to be moving through it. And I think both yeah. of those are just, that's a roadblock that people have to move through. Yeah, absolutely. I read a quote in a book, I don't remember when, a couple of years ago, talking about imposter syndrome. And first of all, it's not a syndrome, right? Like we don't have a disease, there's nothing wrong with us. It's, it's a feeling that we have, we're feeling like an imposter. But what the reframe was, was basically, what if you weren't an imposter, but you were just a beginner? Mm. And it sort of lifts the weight, because that's what it is. You just haven't done it before. You haven't been here before, you haven't said it before, you haven't tried it before whatever it is, fill in the blank. And so because you haven't done it yet or experienced it yet, you feel like an imposter because you feel like a beginner. And that beginner stage is where that readiness comes in. Like I said, is an illusion, right? It's like lack and scarcity. It's all an illusion. We create it. And so readiness dissipates. You feel ready when you've done it. I, I'm not a parent yet, but they say this with parenting. It's like, you're never ready to have a child, but then you have one and you're like, oh, okay, I'm figuring it out. And then when you have your second you might not feel that same imposter of being a parent because you've done it before. That makes so much sense. I remember when Karen and I took Dylan home, we literally had this conversation. We're like, we, they, they, they required <laughs> us to study more for a driver's license than they did for, you know, for them to send us it's home. So with a kid. True. It's crazy. Like, and not that they should require us. I'm not asking government to get in our shit and make sure that we're, <laughs> you know, like good parents. But the reality is like, you're so right. It's, there's nothing that prepares you for that next step other than moving through it. I love exactly. It. Action. Love Action it. breeds clarity and confidence, right? And as for the expertise thing, like I said, there are exercises that you can work through. So I'm actually really excited. We're When this is airing, we're sort of in the middle of a three-part live training series where on day one, and yes, you can watch the replay, but on day one, we're really digging into the different types of expert and how you can see if you already are one. And one of the quickest things to do is just ask yourself, what is something that I could talk about forever? I don't have to even do research. Like, what is something that I just know? Or if I show up at a family reunion or a party, people are like, oh, by the way, Mike, I've been meaning to ask you X, right? Like, what's that topic that you could just riff on or that you find yourself listening to podcasts about or reading books about? 
you just find yourself interested in this topic, chances are that's probably an area that you can absolutely teach. And you don't have to be at the finish line, Mm. right? We don't have to have the results. We don't have to have all of the answers to say, hey, come with me. And a perfect example would be, we're going on vacation and Mike and I get there a day before you and Kara. And when we land, we're really hungry. So we head out and we walk around and we find this smoothie bowl place. And it's really good. They've got good coffee and smoothies and a couple snacks. The next day you guys fly in, you get to the hotel, you come over to our room and immediately you're like, oh my God, we can't wait to hang out, but we're starving. Do you guys know of anything? We're like, yeah, we went to the smoothie place yesterday, literally 24 hours before you. And suddenly that makes us the expert because we've been there. We know where to go. The food was good. I haven't been studying it my whole life. I don't have all these certifications on it. I didn't build the uh, the smoothie bowl place, right? I just know it's there. Hey, come with us, right? So good. I I heard somebody say one time that, and this was a guy from stage and he's like, you know how you become an expert? Like, so the first time you say, you know, my mentor or you say, who have Jess always said this. And then the second time you say, somebody used to always say, and then the third time you <laughs> say, I always say like, <laughs> so That's he's like, as, as soon as you've given credit twice, you can take it. And, but I, I think a lot of people would resist that concept, but the, the reality is so true. Like we asked your opinion and you shared with us, you are the expert. Sure. And, and I think there's a difference between saying, look at me versus come with me. Mm-hmm. And this is where the different types, there's research, role model, results expert. So saying I'm on the journey, I'm in the process of learning, I'm going through the transformation or what you said, I heard this from so-and-so, my mentor says whatever, and it's giving credit where credit is due. But at the end of the day, aren't we all just regurgitating everything that we've heard and learned and integrating it? And this is where... It's interesting when you teach something as a teacher, which I am and coach, right? When you teach something, the hope is that somebody can learn it. But what really happens is first, they have to understand what you're saying. They have to fully comprehend it. Then they need to actually integrate it into their life. They need to do it. They need to take action. Once they've integrated it, they've started to implement it into their daily actions or thoughts or behaviors. Then they'll eventually embody it. And it's when we embody it that we sort of become it and then it's ours. Like then we get it. And if you could, if you're listening right now and you're like, whoa, I just lost you, go back to brushing your teeth. Mm. Like before it was a habit, there was this process that you had to go through as a child of your parents reminding you and telling you why it's important and doing it with you and showing you and, and reminding you when you forgot to do it. And now here you are 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, and you don't think about it. You've embodied it. You've become hopefully brushing your teeth twice a day. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you learn something, there is this sort of these levels that you go through to fully understand it. And oftentimes we think if it's not something that we totally know that we've understand and we embody it, then we can't teach it. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Mm. I like it. I, I'm thinking about there's a scripture in Ecclesiastes that says there's nothing new under the sun. And I've thought about this forever because mm. there really isn't. Like, there's nothing new. You know, and Karen and I were just talking about this the other day. Some of my greatest mentors, like like a Robert Kiyosaki, he doesn't say anything new. Like even his, it's like, he's been saying the same thing for 20 years, but he's found a foundational principle that is true. And so the reason why I'm sharing this too, okay, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. And I'm curious about your opinion on this. I, when we talk about what you didn't, you called it not imposter syndrome. What is it? Beginner, beginner. You're just a beginner. Yeah, you're just a beginner. 
I remember, you know, multiple times, even when we started our first business, I remember going into a pre-bid at this huge multinational client uh, called Barrett Gold. And I remember sitting at this table and there's like 15 contractors and I'm literally sitting next to my previous boss, who's been my mentor for like, you know, five years. And he's just kind of staring at me. And you know what he actually said to me? Cause I had a blue hard hat. He had a blue hard hat. He's like, you couldn't even change the color of your hard hat. Like he's all pissed. And, um, which is kind of a side note on the story, but I remember sitting in that room and thinking like, you know, why would somebody pick me to do this? You're going to go here like $3 million job when, sure. when they've been working with this guy for, you know, 15, 20 years, however long he's been doing it. And I remember feeling just like this, this small, but then, yeah. you know, I pushed through that and I'm like, you know what? I belong here and I have something to offer and I'm not him. It's something completely different. And so when we put it over into this, like I remember when I first started, you know, whether it was the the pod, in fact, the whole reason why I joined Chris's mastermind and met you was because I knew that I wanted to launch a podcast, but I'm like, why would anybody listen to me? Like you have Robert Kiyosaki, you have Keith Weinhold, you have, you know, Ken Mackle, you got all these gurus. Like why would, why would anybody listen to me? And then I come to realize that like, we all relate so different to different people and different learning styles. And maybe this ties into your experts too. I don't know, but I'll toss it back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just hoping you were going to go here because people buy from people mm. and whether that's a, a physical product or a big company like Apple or Amazon or whatever that might be, people buy from people. And so whether that is your perspective, your lived experience, or this is, this is crazy. People don't even believe this, but there's someone listening right now who's like, who's Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah, totally. Like it, we think that's crazy because you look up to him as a mentor and you've read all of his books and he's got all these theories and these principles and other people have now taught his theories and principles, which by the way, he learned from somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And so to think that someone might not know who he is, is crazy. But the reality of it is there are people who don't know who Robert Kiyosaki is. Yeah. And so what is a big deal to you is not to somebody else. And people buy from people because of lived experience, perspective, geographic location, scroll stopping location, right? When we're using social media, if you don't know to follow someone, they might not cross your path. And so who are you seeing? Who is showing up in your feed? Who do you have the same core values as? You know, what type of, it's really about, and this is where, this is a different conversation, but this is branding, mm. right? People often think branding is logo, color, font. That's part of it. That's like the visual outside package. package. But the inside of branding is, what do you stand for? Who do you stand for? What do you not stand for? Mm. What are your core values in the company or you as a person? What's your lived experience, your perspective, which is unique to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and so people are buying from people. And when people will argue with me that the market is saturated, let's call the market social media, digital marketing, coaching, right? I'm in the coaching industry. It absolutely is saturated. It is. But saturation doesn't mean that you can't have success. Saturation doesn't mean there's not room for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we've both heard this before. It's like, have you ever walked down the aisle, the bread aisle in a grocery store? There's a million different breads and different brands. How? Well, number one, market demand. If that many people want bread (laughs) and different types of bread, then bread is going to sell. So there's proof from the market. We, the people, the market, we are demanding more of what we want. And we've never wanted things faster or easier. And so right now it's, it's easier. It's actually easier now. Yes, it's saturated, but saturation is a good thing saturation causes innovation. You know, you look at two companies like Samsung and Apple and whatever phone you have is fine, but you probably have one of those two. 
occasionally I think someone maybe has like a T-Mobile or something, right? But you probably have an Apple or a Samsung, throw T-Mobile in there. What happens is when one of those companies elevates, when one of those companies innovates and they think of something new, they, they add a new feature, a new button, they make their phone faster. What do the other companies do? They run to catch up, but they also try to jump ahead. And so saturation causes innovation. And so it's really just understanding, again, you and your own personal story and purpose and type of expert so that you can bleed that into your messaging. And that's the thing that gets you to stand out. Because at the end of the day, you're all wearing a blue hard hat and you're your secret sauce. Yeah, I love that. It's so good. So good. Um, you know, it's funny, you were talking about Robert Kiyosaki. I've been in rooms with him before where he's like, hey, how many people have not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or don't know who I am? And literally like, you know, 10, 15% of the room will put their hand up. And I've heard him say this over and over and over. Great. That means there's still clients. <laughs> I, exactly. I totally love it. It's so good. Yeah. But your point yeah. is good. It's like not, not everybody speaks the same language or the, you know, the way we communicate. And um, I love it. I actually have a guy that we met last year that came through the couples mastermind that took a real estate course, I don't know, six, $700 real estate course from actually one of my mentors. And he was like, I learned less uh, from that $700 real estate course than I learned, you know, talking to you in 15 minutes. And I was like, it's such an interesting like viewpoint because it's not right or wrong. And I've talked to other people that love that course and are like, I've learned so much. And I'm like, two people can go through the same thing, read the same book, whatever, and have two completely different experiences. Yeah. Well, and it's like they say, I don't remember the famous quote, but when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm How many times you have kids, how many times have you told your kids something a million times and they don't listen or they don't hear you. But then one day, one of their friend's parents says it or a teacher says it and they come running home and tell you, you and Kara are like, what? We've been saying this for 16 years. They weren't ready to hear it or the way that it was delivered or who it was delivered by. They just, it wasn't going to stick for them. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. It's the same with, I, I, I coach a, uh, a couple couples um, in the real estate world, I coach them together. And <laughs> it's funny, like watching the the conversation, because I mean, just a couple weeks ago, the the wife was like, I've tried to tell him this 100. I said <laughs> something and he was like, so excited about it. he's like, Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. And she was like, I've literally told him this 100 times the last six months, but you say it and we're excited about it. I'm like, it's so true, though. It's the human, it's the human, uh, I don't know, just mindset, I was gonna say sickness, but it's not really it's just the way we learn and perceive. So yeah, it's, it's the how we're connected to one another. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let's dive into because people are probably like, if you're, you know, like, okay, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So really exciting right now. Like I said, when this airs, we're sort of in it. Um, you can absolutely still join us. But my team and I have put together a three-part live experience. It's called the Digital Business Evolution Live, mm. and what that is is really it's three different live trainings that we're doing to help you create an irresistible offer so good that it basically sells itself. And so in this, what we're doing is we're unpacking everything from what makes you an expert and what's your purpose and where do you start, right? What are the foundational elements to even start a digital business? We're diving into things like the frameworks that you would use for creating a product. Where should you start in your product suite? So should it be group coaching? Should it be a membership, high ticket, low ticket? We're really walking you through sort of the foundational elements. Now, here's the cool thing whether you're in the ideation phase and you're thinking about maybe getting into coaching or you're already doing six, multiple six figures, 
the training is for you because it can take your current business. It takes wherever you're at and it sort of amplifies and elevates it. So we've actually created a special link. It's free. We've created a special link for you. So everyone can go over to that link. We'll share it in the show notes and that's for them. They can come join us. Like I said, we're doing replays. We've got a private Facebook community where I've been going in there. I will be going in there doing bonus trainings. So at the end of the day, it's really like seven or eight different trainings, not just three. We're answering questions in there. And it's just a really fun experience to just get your feet wet in the coaching industry. I love it. And you know, as you're even talking through that, I can't... One of my favorite books, The Richest Man in Babylon, and people look at me like I'm lying when I say this, but I've read it over a hundred times. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, between listening and read, I, I know at least a hundred times. And Kara will vouch for that. You can't, I can't tell you how many times we're on a road trip and we're listening to it again. And when I hear, you know, the, the DBE live and you're talking through this and, you know, you sit, whether it's a beginner, you're in the ideation phase or whatever, I think people miss out on so much because they think they already know. The reason why I brought mm. The Richest Man in Babylon up is because it's a simple little book and it's nothing complex. But I've met a guy recently, I don't know if you know Chris Noggle, but he's built basically his entire, he's got a thing called The Money Show. And he's built his entire philosophy around these principles that are really taught in The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's just really reinforced something. And as you were saying that, it's like a lot of people think that they already know. And I'm like, let's dig back in here. I might, I'm, I'm going to go take this thing because whether you're in the ideation phase or whether you're already going through it, you can learn something every single time. I've read Expert Secrets by um, Russell Brunson like, you know, 20 times because it's, is it the same thing over and over? Not really. It's something new every time. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing as driving, right? Like you can drive the same path to work every single day. And then sometimes you notice something you've never seen before. So, and I love that you brought that up because people do oftentimes allow their ego to get in the way and say, oh, it's free. It's $0. Well, I, the last thing I invested was 2000 or 10,000 or 20,000. So I couldn't possibly need something that's zero. What that is, is actually, this is a conversation for a different day, but that really is you prioritizing money over time which money is infinite. Mm. It's cyclical. We can always make more, get more, create more, buy more, sell more, right? Money is just in this big cyclical pool. And so when you prioritize money over time, what you're saying is that something that is infinite is more important than something that is finite time, right? And so you do not get your time back. So for me, I don't take it lightly when someone does show up for something free, they're saying that that time with me, that time learning, that time watching the replay is actually more important than 5,000, 200, 10,000. And what they're looking to do is really collapse the time. And that's what we get to do with books and podcasts. We get to take what someone learned over an entire lifetime, years and years of lessons, mm. and they smash it down into 200 pages. And whether that takes you a week to read or three months to read, it didn't take you 40 years to read and learn, right? So I love that you brought that up. I love the, we kind of just went back into it, which is fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm good with it. I love the the circular with that. One of my favorite quotes is Zig Ziglar. You can have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I'm sitting here thinking through this and even just your gift. I, I had somebody ask me, uh, it, was a, it was a guy that I went to school with and hadn't talked to him forever. I barely even really knew him and he started listening to the podcast and then he started reaching out and I just started having conversations with him. He would call me. I, I gave him my number and he'd call me and I was helping him get uh, through a real estate deal. And he literally told me one day, he was like, why are, why are you helping me? Cause I wasn't like, I wasn't charging him, you know, it was just, sure. I mean, obviously within, <laughs> please don't everybody call me at once. Yeah, but, everyone's um, gonna DM you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, the whole, like, there's this thinking that if it's free, that you want something, but when you flip that, 
like I, it, at my core, my like found, I just want to help. And as yeah. we teach, we learn. And it's interesting to me, as you're saying that with free, it's weird when people think I have so many of my greatest mentors that were free. Like they didn't sure. charge me a penny. I wasn't in their mastermind. I wasn't, but I think that's relational. And it's interesting that something could be free and yet our mind automatically say, well, that's not worth it because I've done this $20,000 course or whatever, like you're saying, doesn't mean anything. As you teach, you learn, and that's your gift to the world. And so that's why it's free. Yeah. It's also, I mean, wow, we have so much to unpack, but that giving, that giving component, that impact of you doing it for free is arguably selfish, right? Because it's filling up your cup. It's fulfilling your desire. But that's also why we then charge for things. Mm -hmm. Because if we're running a business, we have, there's, there's overhead, right? We unapologetically want to make money. If you're in the art of business, you want to make money. If your money, if your business isn't making money, it's not, it's not a business. It might be a hobby and not just money, but profit, right? And with profit, you have to have revenue. So the job is to create income, so that we can then go make a bigger impact because you can then take that and use that for opportunities, for reach, for speakers, whatever that might be. But it also gives you time. Mm. So if your business is making money on the left side, then you're given time on the right side that you get to go do things like mentor for free if that's what lights you up. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's circle back. So let's let's kind of, who do you think this is for? I'm just going to go right right to the question. Sure. The live training? Yeah. So anyone, really anyone who either is already in the coaching space or someone who's been thinking about it, if you've been thinking about, listen, here's the deal. You brought up real estate a couple of times. There are people listening right now who have multiple homes. Maybe they have five Airbnbs in their portfolio. Maybe they've got an apartment complex with you know long-term rentals. If you do that, that is a skill. That is That is something that makes you an expert because... Mike and I, we only have two. And I say only in quotes, right? We only have two properties, but we're looking to build our portfolio. So if someone listening right now has 10 properties, or they've been able to figure out a way to not have to deal with the nitty gritty or 1031 exchange the money or whatever this is, right? You can teach that to other people because you're steps ahead of us. So if you're someone who you just have something that you've figured out, there's something in your life that's working. There's something in your life that other people have expressed interest in, but you never thought of it as a business because maybe like me, you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur. Mm. I didn't even know what that word was until I was like 30. I grew up in a family of doctors, lawyers, and accountants. Entrepreneurship was not an option, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're thinking about something, you know what? I'm, I have six kids. I'm really good at making dinner really fast and making sure everybody is fed and in bed on time. That is something that other parents want to know, right? So so if there's something that you just do that could potentially serve and it could potentially turn into a business one day, then I'd say join us because I'm going to help you sort of uncover is that, is that a thing? Is that Mm -hmm. thing a good idea? Will it help you make money? And then how do you start? Yeah. I have a question on personality types because I'm thinking about one human in specific, um, great friend. I I won't name his name because he's probably listening. He's... I've done deals with him in the past. Like they've brought capital, we're the operator. And he's probably one of the best. I, If I was going to invest money and this guy said, invest it here, I would invest it there. Because I already know he's done his due diligence. He's ripped the deal apart. He's so good with numbers. And I've told him so many times, I'm like, you need to build a course around due diligence and investing with other operators and stuff like that. And he's like, 
I don't have the personality for that. Hmm. And I'm just like, I think some people have this idea, and I'd be curious about your opinion on this, that because they don't have a camera person, which by the way, none of us do. Like when I look backwards at first getting started, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. Um, Cringe. You have to move through that same fear though, just like anything else, sure. starting a business or starting a course. And But also the fact that he thinks that there's a certain personality type that needs to be on camera to teach crunching numbers, that's a misnomer because a guy like me does not love crunching numbers and you're not going to change that about me whatsoever. And yeah. so I'm just curious too about the people that they, they have this certain idea in their head that they got to look a certain way or everybody has something to teach. You've already said it 15 times, but that's yeah. the story I'm thinking of. You know, it's a multidimensional answer. So initially, no, it's not a certain type of personality. You don't have to look or act or be a certain way. And in the same breath, you also don't have to be on camera. You don't have to be the face of it. You don't have to be the one that's on social media. You could be creating accounts where other people are the face. You could have your clients or other coaches be the face of it. You could just have tiles like quote tiles and informational infographics. And maybe you do a podcast or something like that. So you don't actually have to be the face of it. However, like we said earlier, people buy from people. Mm. So you definitely want to create some sort of a brand that is going to get it out there. Now for the person who's like super introverted and definitely an integrator. So if you haven't read the book Traction, it talks about visionaries and integrators, right? And every visionary needs an integrator and every integrator needs a visionary. And really oftentimes the visionary is the face. That's me, the founder, the face. I love being up there, the personality, the speaker, but if you think that I'm running this business by your, myself, you've got to be kidding, right? There is a gal on our team who's incredible, Lauren. She runs, she's the COO. She runs the whole thing. She's the integrator, crunching the numbers, doing the paperwork, making sure that I'm where I need to be when I need to be there, right? Not an assistant, but like project management. Mm -hmm. If you really are, and this is where awareness is key, knowing yourself, your business will only grow to the extent that you grow, mm -hmm. right? And it's a reflection of you. And knowing yourself is really important. So when you start to dig in and start to learn, you know what, maybe I am a behind the scenes person. Maybe I really just want to be the founder or the CEO, not the in front of the face, in front of the camera. That's fine. But here's an opportunity for you to also see, maybe you just white label. Why can't you be the person who creates the systems, the frameworks, or the teachings? It doesn't have to be video. It could be audio. It could be written. It could be a workbook. It could be a regular book. But why can't you take that stuff and maybe just wait label it out to other people's programs mm -hmm. where they are missing that piece? And we do that. So in our signature program that Dylan came through in Power, I'm not a lawyer. We have a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. We have an accountant, right? So I outsource those pieces to people that are experts in their field to stay within my scope of practice legally and to make sure they're getting the best support that they would need, they being our clients. So if you're like, no, 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 I don't want to be on Instagram. Well, you don't have to be. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I, Dylan, you know, just as you're talking through that, I mean, he's even gone on, he's working right now with a girl who's coming up in the, the industry and she doesn't, she doesn't know where to start. She's built a good brand on social media, but she's like, Dylan, how do you do this? And Dylan, how do you do this? And he's like, how about if I fly out and we build a course together for you and, and we'll split it. And I'm just like, what? Like, this is a whole other like level yeah. of, you know, he wants to empower, empower. I, I love it. It's such a good word. He wants to <laughs> empower. Yeah, you, you're tricky. Um, he wants to, he wants to help other athletes that just don't see it too. And it's like, so cool. it's just because of the lack of know-how. Right. And that's what I love about what you're doing is just taking us through the process. So I can't speak highly enough about Jess's program. I personally know several people that have gone through it and, I've, I've just really, really enjoyed it. And it's so cool the way that you do this because 
as they're going through the process, they're, they're building the course. And, um, by the time it's done, essentially working with your coaches and your team and everything, you've got this, you, you have a course ready to go. So if you're interested, they're actually opening up and I'll let Jess explain this a little bit more, but they're actually opening up, uh, empower. And so if you go to www.jessglazer.com forward slash freedom, J E S S G L A Z E R.com forward slash freedom. Um, they're open, uh, right now as you're listening to this podcast. So, um, they're only open for a short window. So make sure if you are, you know, listening to this and you've thought to yourself that you want to build an on- online business, you want to become an authority when it comes to coaching. And again, my son created a course around wake surf, uh, lessons online and, and literally just did such a great job with it. I've done a real estate course. I mean, I know people that have taught courses on crocheting blankets, all kinds of stuff. So, um, again, if you've ever found yourself interested in this, go to jessglazer.com forward slash freedom. Or if it's easier, you can text the word empower to 480-531-7519. Jess? Yeah, I would love if you come join. You can always DM me too on Instagram. That's where I hang most. So if you're not sure if it's for you, if you have questions, if you just want to connect, uh, my handle is I am Jessica DeRose. You can come meet me over there. And yeah, Empower actually kicks off in April. So at the beginning of April, we open up our doors. That's our signature program that we spoke about. And this will be our 15th class. We've had about 500 students go through. So very excited to open the doors up for that. So amazing. And I highly, highly recommend that you look into it, whatever level you feel led. But um, I know a lot of Jess's coaches and a lot of her team. And, you know, I don't spend a lot of time directly, you know, promoting, but I love what you're building out there. And, you know, this is something that I would do myself if I didn't have, you know, people that are working behind the scenes, putting my course together, I'd be like, I'm, I'm taking empower. Uh, and I actually learned a lot watching Dylan go through your course. Yeah. yeah. And Kara came through it too. Kara yeah. went through oh, yeah. parts of it. Yeah. Well, and actually Kara built a lot of yes. our stuff through that. And then I think she kind of showed our team how to build a lot of it too. So I, so cool. Yeah. I guess I indirectly did go through it. <laughs> you you're you're a member yeah it's true you're I'm, a member I'm for a, sure i'm an honorary member exactly <laughs> yeah. well i really appreciate you coming on and again i appreciate the work that you guys are doing um highly highly recommend that you reach out to jess if you're interested in again just i mean ultimately at the end of the day it's helping people and every mm-hmm. single one of us has a gift we have something to offer and I'm, i haven't seen anybody put it together better than you have so mike thank you so much i appreciate you yeah have a great day If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.